Welcome back, everybody. We're back with another podcast. We've got um, we've got episode number eight, so we're flying through these. We're going to be on five thousand in a minute. Um, well, it feels like it anyway. Uh, but of course, yeah, we've got uh, we've got another special guest. We've got um, we'll we'll go we'll get on to special guest in a minute. We've got Sean Meek back, and he's looking very professional in his uh, pink suit. Uh, so yeah, looking uh, looking very nice as well. He's uh, spicing up with the flamingos over on this on the tropical island uh, for episode eight. And uh, of course, we've got KD uh, in in the booth as well. Uh, back well. In the booth, I keep saying it because obviously, commentary-wise, uh, we're all commentators in this one, which is nice. But uh, yeah, KD is joining us for this one. How are you feeling? You're right. Oh, I'm feeling good. Uh, thank you for having me uh, for this podcast as well. Uh, yeah, it's very nice indeed. No, it's good to have you. Good to have you. And uh, yeah, how how are you feeling? You okay? How, how is it? How is it over over across the pond? Um, it's not bad overall, but I mean, it could be better. <laughs> Okay. Well, With everything right. going on. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, as, as I said, I think uh, Sean, oh, Sean's going to jump in there. He's got yeah, some special comments about being over the pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love a good pond. It's a shame I can't swim. What time is it over there? Uh, it is currently. Let me see. It's currently about eleven forty. I think it is in the morning. Oh, blimey! That's <laughs> just when I was just cracking up with my. Yeah, um... they have different time zones. Over <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like living in the past. Um, and, uh, yeah. about, about that time, I think I was cracking over my uh, third whisper of the day. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have whispers over in America? Whis- uh, whispers? Yeah, it's like like a chocolate bar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! Well, you, I, you know, I've never heard of it. I mean. No, oh no, my gosh! I'm going to throw it in Discord no. in a minute. Yeah, and show we'll have you. to ship. We'll have to ship you some over <laughs> after the podcast. Definitely. No, the the <laughs> only chocolate bars we the only chocolate bars we have is like Hershey, Snickers, or whatnot. Oh, I do yeah, love the, Snickers. Yeah, both of them. We know them. Yeah, get yeah. some nuts. Yeah, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Alex, uh, let's get a bit professional. Well, let's Carry just, on. Yeah, we should crack on talking about chocolate for the rest of the podcast. To be fair, that's why not. <laughs> but um, obviously, we'll kick off. Uh, we'll kick off with the the first sort of stage uh, with this sort of recap of the HD uh, HD round. Of course, we had uh, Britain or Silverstone um, around. Uh, well, this uh, round eleven, I think it was. So we're already halfway through. Actually, I think we're yeah we're halfway through the whole season. I think. Um, Pretty much, because if you oh, if you count it as a as as a half race uh, in between, uh, but yeah, so I think everybody's done the uh, everyone's finished now the Silverstone round, um, so halfway points for the season we'll say we'll call it there. Um, so yeah, it's been an exciting one. I think we had quite a lot of uh, different races in Silverstone. Um, and we've had a few issues in Silverstone as well. I seem to remember the Division One race uh, coming about, but um, but yeah, of course, KD race. You're racing uh, in Division Three on the Fridays as well, um, and of course, commentate on on a couple of the other races as well. And I think you did for this round as well, anyway. Um, so, how, how did your race go? First of all, on Friday, how did you think? Uh, how did you think it went? Uh, well, it could have been better, really. I. Um... I remember qualifying on the front row with uh, my teammate Cowie, who uh, we've been doing very well in Division Three. But um, mm. we kind of were like the class of the field for a little bit. But then we had like a few safety cars that came out, and then I remember the last one came out, and um, I got drive fit penalty while I was leading, and it was also an intermediate condition. So, well, when I say intermediate, it wasn't really intermediate conditions because. It wasn't really wet enough, I remember. If I, if I remember the DRS correctly. was still enabled, if I remember, wasn't it? Yeah, it was still enabled. Yeah. So it probably was, yeah. So I remember when I <clears throat> when I did my drive-through, I got into slicks because 
thought. Okay, well, probably wasn't uh, what enough, I guess. But, no, I, I was furious because I got to drive through because the game's stupid and uh, ruined my chances to even get a podium or a win in any aspect. So, yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there when the game yeah. the game started to. That's that's enough for you now. You got you got to back it in. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, like I said, there's nothing much you can do apart from just sort of power through like you did as well. And um, yeah, unfortunately, didn't get any points in that one. But like it was a difficult difficult race from what I was from what I saw anyway. Because like you said, the conditions were due to change. I think they were due to change at the very end of the race anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, when the safety car came out, everyone sort of risked it for the intermediates even though it wasn't well they thought the potentially unsafe car it might change over to intermediate conditions but it didn't um so technically like i said the drives were still faster even though it was raining a little bit um after the safety car period as well so um yeah, yeah so it was quite a difficult one to call i think and, and i think uh, like i said even if the game hadn't uh, caused you any issues i think like I said, the, the strategy side of things would still come into play massively because I think we saw some drivers who pit onto the Inters after, um, and then when the safety car went in uh, as well, they decided it just wasn't the right tyre to be on, so they pitted for softs and things like that afterwards as well with, the, with only like five or six laps to go as well. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think it was all over the place in that race as well. Um, and Sean, Sean, how, how did your Divin- Division 6 race go? Because uh, I think Sean's very proud of this one. <laughs> oh, I am. I got driver of the day. <laughs> there we oh, go. Yeah. He's got a trophy for his cabinet. <laughs> I am. That, that's going to be on my mantelpiece now for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I was dro- Yeah, it was all right, to be fair. Um, I kind of risked it for a chocolate biscuit, stayed out on mediums right at the end. And luckily, very luckily, I think that they were squabbling behind me, really. So, um, I gave me a chance to finish P5 or 6 in the end, which is quite Don't a mini victory. Don't take it too far. Yeah, firmly, yeah. Oh, I should have got a podium, really. Yeah, no, oh, I was I was loving life. My season's been appalling in Division 6, so yeah. <laughs> Let's just say there was a bit of a boogie going on in the meek host, mm. household. <laughs> well, good stuff indeed. And uh, I can't remember what the weather conditions were for your race, but I think it was all dry, wasn't it? It was a much, mm. much easier, race, easier race than KD had to put up with. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that was a horrible race that was from your point of view, KD, wasn't it? Um, because um, oh, yeah. the track was literally like borderline intermediate. I just didn't understand how it was still slicks. So um, absolutely brutal race from your point of view. I still can't understand it, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, it could be yeah. worse because uh, you could have raced in Division 1. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we, well, I don't know if you I, saw I was, it. I, I watched that race. You, yeah, you saw it. I watched you? that race. It was <laughs> the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, well, I mean, it's <laughs> typical Codemasters if I had to put it that way. Uh, yeah, I think they nailed. I think you nailed it there. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect from Codemasters doing exactly what they do the be- do best. Um, yeah, uh, Sean, you were commentating on that. How did you think it went? Uh, what, were you, what were you thinking really when it was going on? Oh, it's um, better than. Um, hey, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, firstly, for guys who didn't see it, um, the basically the the game was was glitching all over the place. There was a safety car that was out, and then it went into the pits without notifying it was coming in. Um, and then the yellow flags carried on after it went in anyway. So people were overtaking and were getting penalties for overtaking, and nobody knew whether the, they should just stay behind the stay behind the uh. car in front or or what was going on. Um, 
and then, like I said, there was all sorts of other bits and pieces. The, the, the classification of the, on the timing screen was all over the place, so people were jumping up and down the order in terms of... I mean, I was P1 at one point, and I was, I was happy with that, but uh, I don't think it stood, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, Sean, what was it like from your point of view? Oh, I loved it. I love a bit of chaos. Um, it, <laughs> it was better than Belgium, wasn't it, 2021? So uh, that's all I can say about it. Yes, First, yeah, we got more laps in. That's, that's yeah, a good point. <laughs> marginally, about seven more in the end, because I think we had it classified on lap nine in the end, didn't we? Because that's where it all went a bit peak tong. Uh, first time ever that we had half yeah. points in um, HDE history. So pretty um, it's pretty impressive. Seven seasons we've only had to have half points once. So, yeah, bit of a shame, really. And it also rained on the parade of uh, Julian, who got his first uh, Grand Prix win. That was, so really good seven deed. I think Julian's been uh, threatening the uh, top, uh, well, threatening the top for quite a few races now, and it's finally come together. So um, mm-hmm. he certainly wants to watch out for in the future. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was... Um... Well, you're like going back on the on the half points thing. Um, I think we had a race in Singapore uh, a couple of seasons ago, uh, which was classified uh, lap 24 out of 31. Uh, yeah. It was classified as full points as well because we got past the half distance mark as well. Um, but yeah, it's the first time in HD history that uh, half points have been awarded for a race. Um, and like I said, I think because the um, the glitches started happening, sort of. Um, just just about halfway through that race anyway uh, in Silverstone um, on Sunday um, and because obviously people have made pit stops and that from I think it was lap nine onward yeah. uh, the classification was taken back to when the race was actually just equal for everybody which is fair enough I think in my opinion unfortunately yeah. uh, I didn't get P1 in the end which is a disappointment but uh, uh, as I said I'll, I'll keep that appeal I'll keep that appeal going and let you know how it goes. <laughs> Good luck with that. Far as a hard bargain already. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere with that. But uh, no. <laughs> so yeah. But like you said, touching on that. Um, I think, well, to be fair, overall, I think everyone did a pretty good job around Silverstone in, in all the leagues and all the divisions. Um, but so yeah, touching on the, the the pace from Julian, like you said earlier, I think he really did a good job because he was holding off the like, well, he was battling the likes of Sly Guy, who of course we know is um, is pretty rapid. Um, and uh, of course, like the, like the likes of Danger Times and Blaze and things like that as well, who were very close by as well. So, um, yeah, so it's good to see Julian. I think he had a very difficult start to the season when he joined uh, joined Division 1. Um, well, he joined a bit late, didn't he? He joined a, couple, a few races in uh, and then had a, a couple of difficult races and you thought, oh, maybe he's not going to, he's not going to cut it. He's going to have a difficult, um, difficult season and that's going to be it for him. But since, since sort of, um, well, I think it was, what was it? It was probably, um, well, Monaco, I suppose, wasn't it? Um, since then he started racking up the points anyway for, uh, for the Williams team as well, which is uh, a good combination. Now he got Epic, the animal, another, another American, um, who's doing a good job in the Williams as well for division one. So it seems like both the Williams drivers are now, uh, now on form and, and gunning for it as well, which is good to see. It is indeed, yeah. So I think it was a good, good overall week, wasn't it, for um, uh, for Great Britain? Also, we had a cracking race in a Formula Two as well, didn't we? Um, did you get? No way, I'm getting the, I'm getting it mixed up, Alex. I apologise. I think I spoiled it for next week with Austria. So I thought we got a pole position. I didn't do well in Britain. No. In F2, put it that way. <laughs> no, you didn't. Did um, I, I remember you was in a hotel suite or something like that. So, um. oh yes, yes, I was away for work, and I and I decided, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm still going to race F2 because I love it so much. Uh, I'm going to put on a show for sure. <laughs> Who doesn't like racing F2 cars? Exactly. exactly. I go. love exactly. F2 is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they was all so, giving yeah, me um, a jip. <laughs> yeah, I decided that I was going to take my PlayStation to this hotel and the Wi-Fi didn't work. So I was basically using my work work uh, phone as a hotspot. Um, and oh. It didn't work very well. I think the connection mm. was a bit shaky, put it that way. So, yeah, I caused a bit of a lobby issue. Um, and then Shocking. my race sort of followed suit, didn't it? So, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare, that. But, um, but yeah, like I said, Formula, like Formula 2, I think, has been going really well, to be fair, on the Tuesday. So, yeah, it's, um, it's great to uh, great to have all sorts of, all sorts of different, uh, different sort of racing going on rather than just the uh, sort of F1, which we're all accustomed to anyway. So, um yeah, like I said, I think like, the division side of things is going really well, and that's the F2 added on to that is, is going fantastic. So, yeah, good to have F2, and great to have your on-coms for that, Sean, as well. Spectating me. <laughs> I can't uh, remember. It's, it's actually horrible. I, I, when, it, when KD commentates on you, it's fine. But when Sean commentates on you, you're like, oh, if I make a mistake, he's going to go in for me. He's going to yes. try, try and get me for something. Um, so, yeah, listen, when you're listening to the stream and you, and you make a mistake, you know Sean's going to pick that up. So... <laughs> If he sees it, so Chodis <laughs> is quite equally that I may not see it because uh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Someone crashed that in qualifying in Division One, didn't they? I don't know. I can't remember who it was now. I didn't pick up on it for at least two minutes because I well, watched the, the, classic, back. the classic Sean is um, somebody yeah. somebody DNFs in in qualifying and then he w- he gets to the end of qualifying that session or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realise this person was out. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was. Though, oh, but I've, it was done in before. One. I've done that before. <laughs> I think we've all done that. I've definitely done that before. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've missed the ends of races and things like that as, com- as a commentator. So it's um, yeah, I can't say much to be fair. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting used to it still. I'm getting used to it still. But uh, you guys have got a lot more experience than me. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, like I said, that we'll sort of cap off the sort of Silverstone uh, Silverstone chat for that one. I mean, we've um, like I said we've got the the next one's Austria, like you said, Sean. So uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what uh, what everyone can do in that one. Are you confident for Austria, Katie? I uh, I think I should be all right with that. Um, I think uh, qualifying will definitely be close. It typically normally is around Austria. So um, hoping just to at least get, get some points at least because I really need that in the championship because I'm down by like 39 right now in the championship to my teammate. But yeah, it's been a difficult I, last couple of races, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I mean, what else I heard more was I missed Monaco, but I couldn't do anything about that because I missed cause work. So. Mm-hmm. That was convenient. That's very convenient for you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I've also missed re- commentating races division two as well. But same story because oh. of work. Wow, oh. that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just, um, I want to put in your if yeah, that's all right, Alex. Um, just because um, you're you're battling with. Um, Cowian gamer for division for the division three title at the moment, and yeah. how how um, is there a different like perspective of battling with a title or battling with your teammate for the title? Because I know that uh, you was quite close in um, PBE the championship division last season, whereas I think you Keza and I think it's you Keza and Dan Murphy that was um, having a good old scrap at the top at the time, but now you're against Cowie in um, in a, in the same team. How how different is that then? Is it a completely different um, um, scope of uh, challenging for a title? Uh, well, in a yes and no way. Like, yes, um, probably because, you know, we're teammates. We want to try to do well for the constructors as well. And we've kind of been showing lately how we've been doing. But at the same time, I also want to beat him as well on track because 
all the races and all of us wanted to yeah. win. So, but I mean, like, it's not like I'm going to have a perspective like, oh, I want, I'm going to battle really hard or anything. But if there's a case where, like, I have to take to the opportunity, like, let's say if he makes a mistake, I'll take it because I'm not going to hold back. Or if I feel like I have good pace, like better pace than he does, I'm still going to go for it. So. That's exactly what we'd like to hear. We love it. And um, in terms of pit stops and things like, cause there's only one um, garage per team. Uh, do, do you like ever like jostle coming into the pits and stuff like that? Especially when like in Silverstone, for example, when the rain was seemingly here, but uh, you didn't need the intermediate tires for whatever reason. But when, when the rain comes in a traditional race, do you like find it? That, uh, do you kind of like, I got to overtake my teammate, otherwise my race is ruined. Oh yeah. I, that's exactly what I was doing. That's yeah. Cause I'm thinking like, okay, the rain's coming. I'm going to have to try to get ahead of him as quickly as possible in case if there's a safety car that comes out or whatever the case is. And yeah, that's basically why I did that. So, no, so me, no, me and Sean don't have that problem. So no we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no just disrespect. It's just like, I really want to win and I want to win the championship as, as well too. And that's what I love to hear, to be honest. Uh, I mean, um, it's, Alex is not going to like this, but I do like it when there's a bit of needle between the drivers because I think it's um, it has put on a bit of a show, I reckon. So I do love a bit of um, a bit of banter, and also when it gets a bit needly, I do enjoy it. <laughs> but um, so that's fantastic to hear from my point of view. And um, yeah, we're coming up to the half distance, or we will be at the half distance around lap eighteen of Austria. Um, so, gosh, then you got gamer in there. You got um, you got your teammate in there as well. Are you um. How are you feeling for the second half of the season coming up then? Because we're now on to the more traditional tracks kind of thing. We're going to, uh, well, is France a true? No, let's ignore France. Um, we've got Hungary and Belgium, <laughs> Italy coming up. And, um, and we've even got Japan and all that kind of stuff. And how, how are you feeling for those? Because um, are you more of a modern day kind of F1 driver that likes the um, like Azerbaijan's and um, Saudi Arabia circuits? Or do you like the more classic tracks like Spa and Monza? Depends, really. I mean, uh, if you want to say the modern tracks, I mean, I do like Baku, uh, Jeddah. Uh, I mean, I raced there last night, too, in another league, and actually isn't too bad, really. I remember in, in HD, I had the phantom damage because apparently I scraped a wall, and uh, Jeff never to- told me anything about that. But anyway, no, I enjoyed that track, and also Code Portugal. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like Portugal, Imola, um, well, even though they're DLCs, I like them as well. But the classic ones, like uh, straightforward to the second half of the uh, season, I definitely do enjoy them. Uh, I feel like I'm do if I can, well, have luck come my way. I think with those tracks, I'll definitely do well. That for sure. That's ominous. That is. And uh, do you like being the hunter or the hunted? Do you like chasing down the championship, or do you prefer to be out in front, have the points in in the bag already? Uh, I prefer to try to at least be in the in the lead and try to just hold my ground, really, which uh, I can do. But if I have to play the hunter role, I can definitely do that as well. Yes, I'm looking forward to the second half of season Division Three. I think Division Three is really um, shaping up to be a classic. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to that. It's quite a nice uh, Friday evening kind of um, tea time as well, isn't it? It's perfect for me. Usually, tuck into my burger when um, you when you're going racing, KD. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I probably would agree that, but I probably would agree that like it's not just Division Three, Division Two and One. I've seen like even Division Two, that grid is amazing to watch as well from the times I've commented it. 
it's it's very difficult, isn't it, to choose between uh, Division One, um, Two, and Three at the moment. I absolutely, mm-hmm. um, I think I absolutely um, love those. Uh, well, I love all seven, to be honest. Um, I don't think there's any grid where I'm like Ooh, kind of things. I think everyone has got like unique. Um, everyone's got unique skills, and it's really good to see. I uh, I do enjoy Division Seven. Um, unfortunately, I'm not commentating on that for the foreseeable future, which is a shame, really, because I do enjoy watching Ash Tube, uh, Jinner, balancing out. Then, albeit Jinner's had a bit of a wobbly lately. Um, Division six. Let's not worry about that at the moment because um, there's a certain ginger who can't even get around the first corner. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but then we got five. We got four. It's it's actually fantastic up and down the up and down the field. But um, yeah, Division three, especially at the moment, is really um, really uh, getting my attention. And Division four. I love those two divisions at the moment. Um, mm. But um, if um, am I thinking too far in the future? Now nah, let's go for it. What do you reckon about Division two then? If uh, I know the top three gets promoted, and uh, you'll be raised, and if you are racing Division two. To then how are you feeling or is that too far ahead in the future uh well if i well if i go uh, if i continue racing um i would look forward to racing division two um i've seen how the competition is there it's really good competition and plus it's familiar faces that i've seen like Robbie, uh, not Robbie, Robbie. i'm sorry because i have been corrected by that name be Robbie. uh <laughs> i do like <laughs> but no i mean like but no, straight to the point. Uh, no, I like, like there's familiar names like him, uh, Metis Max, AC Immortal, Keza. Well, by the way, those two, uh, Keza and AC, have raced in PBA championships. So obviously, I'm very familiar with them. Um, but uh, no, it'll be. Uh, it should be close because because I'm familiar with a lot of them. So I'm not expecting much more as I'm like I am right now in Division Three, where it's pretty close. I'd say. Fantastic. Anyway, Alex, uh, continue with your interview because I've kind of hijacked yours. I'm not really. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's absolutely fun. I was just uh, just listening because I, <laughs> I said I think um, I think I think like you said earlier, sort of touching on how close the divisions are as well it is it is mightily close. So, um, like I said, when when you've had a couple of bad weeks, like you just like you said, you had uh, where you've just you've not got the points you wanted, or you haven't got any points from those races, then mm-hmm. it will it will. Um, well, like you, see, you said, the gap is thirty-nine points, so there's still obviously room to room to make up. Obviously, after that, and we'll see how it goes down the next few races. Hopefully, it picks back up for you. But uh, like I said, um, it's like I said, the, the division side of things from from top to bottom. In literally, I was, I was we we're sitting in uh, in the qualifying for a couple of the lobbies and sat commentating on a couple of lobbies. Of course, uh, one of the three of us probably, um, and. You can see, obviously, even in the quality sessions at the end, even in Q3 or something like that, where it's just temp, like less than less than a few temps, sort of splitting splitting the grid. Um, so literally, those milliseconds now massively count a lot more than they did in previous seasons as well. So no, it's good to see. I think, and obviously, it brings more competitive racing later on in in the actual races as well once the qualifying's done. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure to watch, really, especially in in Division Three and things like that as well. So yeah, so uh, well. More power to you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the points come back to you as well, so you can get some, get some, uh, get some progression up the order. And well, I think you're still in the, you're still in the automatic, you're still in the automatic promotion places, aren't you? Top, top three yeah. still. Um, yeah, so you've still got that, um, that under, the, under the, under control. So yeah, hopefully, as like I said, we can get that, uh, get you can go for that trophy then and uh, and push on for a bit, a bit further. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I think, um, like we said, we we're going to talk about. Um, the other, the other sort of bits and pieces about sort of your league racing is that so. 
just sort of touching on the very beginning of it all, when did you start? Um, when did you start league racing? When did you first? Well, how? When did you start playing F1 games? And then when did you start sort of getting into the online league racing scene? That sort of thing. Well, uh, let's see. I have to go back to when I played <laughs> F1 2011. That's when I first started playing F1. Uh, but, I didn't play on, but I didn't play on a uh, PlayStation. I was on Xbox at the time. Uh, oh, Xbox get out. Get out. <laughs> I can't say much. I was on there as well. <laughs> get out. <laughs> I'll do this but on no, my own now. <laughs> Everyone leave. Go. <laughs> but no. Oh, um, but, but no, I never played online during that time. I was uh, offline mainly just doing like career mode and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember I first played and I had fun with that and then uh, once I got uh, my PS4 I had F1 2015 again never played online that I was doing career mode and whatnot. but uh, 2018 I played more multiplayer um, doing like the ranked lobbies or whatever and then mm-hmm. 2019 actually was when I uh, first started uh, league racing but I started as a reserve driver for another for, for another league and then uh, by the time 2020 came oh that was still when 2019 was around, early 2020. Uh, the pandemic happened, and then I started to compete mm-hmm. in other leagues, like maybe a couple more leagues, commentating and racing-wise as well. Um, and then uh, I've also got here, too, uh, is a bit of a funny story. Uh, so Wilson uh, was in another league I commentated, with, uh, commentated in. He it, it was like in a tier three or something like that for a league called WCR or something like that. And I was commentator for that. And then uh, he brought me into another, uh, to his league, which was called WNR, or Weekend Night Race, I think it was called at the time, uh, back in 2020. And I did a few races commentating-wise. I did League One and then Premier League, I think. And then, um, let me think also. And then, yeah, then I did PBA Championship, like you mentioned, uh, for... Mm -hmm. 2021 and then now i'm doing hd there you go so pretty much it so pretty much i got more into league racing i probably would say was because of the pandemic really yeah yeah. no it's got nothing to do so it's like okay i'm quite surprised by that uh i'm really surprised by that because i thought that you'd be a seasoned veteran like so it looks like you're it sounds like you're quite a uh, young racer kind of thing so i was expecting you to be on the game before everyone's like, younger racing. than you sean i know <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh i i need a walking stick at the moment i played football on monday and i can't walk properly at the moment so <laughs> but um i'm quite surprised by that because just the way you carry yourself as a driver and also as a commentator as well you do know a lot of like bits and pieces so um it, you must be a very fast learner and how you um and how you adapt to racing situations is that more um i always i always put it down to experience so you seem to be more of a naturalist than when it comes to racing i mean you could say that i mean i've like it's more of experience like uh that's kind of how i've been carrying as of lately in some other leagues and this one too like i've been like with strategies and how certain race tracks work like um i try to think like okay in this scenario i'm gonna have to do this or this like if it's Lakers race at Silverstone I know it's gonna be a DRS train I want to be up at the front I want to try to you know save my battery and whatnot like as an exa- example like in terms of like experience like you carry that knowledge to other racetracks or in whatever scenario it is but yeah that's basically 
the experience this, of where it comes from. This is what this is what I like because this guy plans what he's doing in the races, <laughs> <laughs> so he knows what he's doing. He's got a, he's got a plan when he comes in. He's got a plan when he comes in. He's got a plan. He's adapt. He adapts his strategy as the race goes on, and he knows what he's doing. He's saving his batteries. Getting he's getting in the right position for his overtakes. That sort of thing. Sean will just. Just run in there, <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> so I've always I, I tried to before. I've, I was, I was that way before as well. <laughs> I've always worry. tried to say to Sean, like, you need to think of what you're doing. You need to plan what you're doing. You need to get your strategy sorted. You need to do this, that, and and this and that. And then Sean goes full power. I need to send it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> power. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like I said, I think. Uh, like I said, listening to that, um, yeah, really, uh, that's the same sort of way as, as I do. I, like I said, I'm, uh, I'd probably say I'm, I'm not very much near your pace, but um, I'm, I'm just, uh, like I said, too much of a veteran on these on these lovely F1 games. Um, but um, but yeah, I think trying to uh, trying to sort of manage your race and obviously um, just sort of basically just well, basically just like be a strategist as as you as you have on the on the pit wall. Unfortunately, we don't have them in the game. Um, well, we can't do with Jeff, but he's not very helpful. He tries to be useful at times. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes he gets it right, but most of the time he gets it wrong anyway. But uh, like I said, you've basically got like, exactly what you just said. You've got to do um, the sort of strategist type job as well as the driving in the game, obviously. And and that, obviously, you're, you're thinking over the differences and what you can do, what you can't do. Uh, should I pit here? Should I do that? Um, do I waste all my battery here to try and get the overtake and then get in the DRS, that sort of thing? Um, it, is a, it is a strategic game. And you see what lots of the lots of esports drivers who literally pay so much attention to detail to the tiniest little things. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot more of that in league racing now as obviously more of that sort of grows um in terms of the attention on it and that sort of thing um but yeah i think that that's the best way to race because in real life they're 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 doing exactly that as well even you see the drivers on the radios and that sort of thing saying well we shouldn't have done that we should have done this and or we should or i need to do this or i need to do that um and talking to the team and telling them this this is what we need to do sort of thing um so effectively like i said the strategy side of things and the sort of forward thinking and planning of your league race is exactly what that exactly what you should be doing in or that's exactly what they're doing in real life as well so um like i said i think the reason for that uh, the reason why people like yourself have more success doing that as well is because you're not doing what sean's doing sorry <laughs> and you're uh and you're not just uh just flying in there and hoping for, flying in there and hoping for the best <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> it's, it's roast ginger that. today, isn't it? Gosh, <laughs> brutal! It's because you wore that pink suit. Mm. <laughs> I was since, cold. Ever, <laughs> since before before we came on, I was like, "Oh, you're wearing your pink suit today, right? It's time to go, Sean. <laughs> Watch out!" <laughs> but I'm, no. not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it because you've basically got two different characters in here. We got in terms of league racing, that is, uh, and in terms of character as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've got somebody who's, who's I said the attention to detail on KD's side, and then the opposite sort of way where it's just well, I'm here to race. Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be fair, sometimes that 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 helps, doesn't it? I, I think I said with your with your fantastic strategy for calls and your P, in your P6 in, in Silverstone, Sean, um, amazing race, of course. Um, 
Uh, much better than much better than KD's much better than KD's racing silverstone. So exactly, <laughs> all the planning <laughs> yeah, didn't exactly. help for much there. Mainly because for some reason, uh, well, the, plan the, game, hey, the plan was to get no points was just the game screwing me. So. <laughs> all right, okay, never mind then. <laughs> to be honest, even even all that amount of planning can't um, can't foretell what uh, Codemasters considers as a damp track. So yeah, which looked pretty well, damp to me. And, that and a, um, a drive through for. For just um, just changing the delta at the last second or whatever it was, so it's very um, brutal this yeah. year, isn't it? Gosh, I, d- I love it. Well, <laughs> we, we we all love Codemasters because they're great. Mm. <laughs> that was my sarcasm yeah, coming up. But, uh, I'm going. I don't want to go on a Codemasters rant because I've done this about five times on the podcast <laughs> and it's going to go on forever. Yeah, yeah, I've done we, a commentary, got, so don't worry. <laughs> we've already got an hour, guys. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so um yeah, like I said, so what was I can't remember what the topic was now. <laughs> I've started thinking about code masters. Oh no. Um geez, what was we we were just we were talking about like my experience and whatnot, I think. Oh yeah, so I mean like I said, well, well in terms of your experience on uh, on F one it I think like I said it, obviously the more races you do the, the the more you learn basically, isn't it? So I think um the way you've got to so far has been pretty, like I said, it's been sort of excelled because like I said, doing more league races, that sort of thing over the pandemic as well. It's really helped sort of progress your sort of ability and things like that. I was seeing you in division three, getting race wins and things like that and sort of commanding the qualifier and that sort of stuff as well. Uh, in most races then, yeah, it's good to see, good to see you up there as well. And uh, like I said, I think Sean has probably taken a few notes from this, from this uh, interview so that we can, uh, <laughs> so that he can, uh, he can try and learn for, uh, for later, later races. Uh, so, uh, I just do more division, Sean, just do commentary for more division three. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch my race in Austria. I know that's a spoiler, Alex, but um, yeah, that's not what we start from. Yeah. We'll wait for the race after it. It's France, isn't it? Afterwards. So I shouldn't hit anything in there. <laughs> you, yeah, right. you've got you've got you've got a lake of tarmac so don't worry <laughs> i'll find i'll find one barrier i'm sure i will <laughs> sean will find a way sean will find a way <laughs> but yeah i think like sort of touching on uh, having having that experience in league racing like i said it it, it, it makes you a, a better driver on the game as well of course and i think and, and the, even in in my opinion when you're when you when you understand what's going on in in real life F one as well, and obviously you'll know that you watch quite a lot of F one and the sort of the sort of the behind the scenes of it as well, and you know what's going on in the in the in Formula One as well, that sort of thing. Um, then it helps, I think, sort of improve your sort of style of driving as well, because you know when you when you're watching F one drivers. Well, maybe not no, maybe not so much last season, uh, but when you're watching F one drivers, you know that, like I said, they're at the at the very edge of a knife basically they're on they're on their sort of they're on they're pushing the limits and they're going to be if they if they make that tiny little error then that's it that's that well in that the car gone and potentially massive injuries as well that sort of thing so they've got to make make decision make as well make every decision pretty much right because otherwise it's it's uh, almost a fatal injury uh, or accident after if it goes wrong so sort of listening to listening to them watching their sort of driving i think again you can sort of apply to apply that into league racing as well i think that you have as well is is then 
just think about what you're doing before before you do it um which again i think is the best way to do it like i said the top drivers will do that and we can see that in like in well, you can see that in, in hde and through the divisions as well but also in like i said the sports league as well that sort of stuff where they're at the peak of the peak of the game and they can't get anything out else out of it it's just milliseconds left in that to uh to get any faster so um yeah are you planning on getting into esports one day so you'll get you're getting there in terms of pace i think in my opinion so yeah we'll see uh, <laughs> i can't really see myself doing that stuff i'm not i'm not as quick, quick as those guys to be honest i mean i race on a pad i mean if i had a wheel possibly but uh no nah, i no, in that I case, really don't worry about it because pad, pad is op so hashtag hashtag pad op so there we go. Yeah, yeah, apparently, unless you race a Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, just think about the the track layout sort of thing. You, it's probably more suited to the wheel on that one. But I think I think yeah. probably with um, I was gonna we were gonna talk about this, but anyway, but I, with like EA and things like that coming in, EA notoriously come in and make the game more user friendly. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, means they they want lots of casual <laughs> players to come in and then spend all their little microtransaction money on little bits and pieces um so yeah i don't know how user-friendly they're going to make that when it comes in um because i think we'll see like i said less less differences in terms of the assist side of things and whatnot um i'm hoping not because obviously it sort of determines how you can get how you can get faster that sort of thing by turning the assists off but i think in some situations where we've seen um even in this season on this game where having some assists on is actually beneficial rather than having the assists off. Like for example, ABS, which they ruined. I'm so sad about that. Mm, so they have. Sean's Sean's very sad about that as well because he used to run ABS off. <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> on my little joypad. Uh, <laughs> no way, joystick. I got to charge my laptop real quick. Just no worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll lose KD for a minute, but uh, yeah, so, I think he's had uh, enough of our nonsense, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think we're uh, I think we're done. So <laughs> yeah, we've, he's, he's 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 fed up with us now. Uh, but yeah, hopefully he can get his uh, get his laptop on charge quickly. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I think uh, like I said, there we'll go. there. We go. That's all good. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just saying that you got a bit fed up with us. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. No, I hate you guys. I hate you guys. No, I'm just <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's all right. We get that from everyone. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, so you touched on that as well. Like, would would you? I think we like getting having sort of more wheel dependent and more sort of pad. Well, not dependent, but like um, favoring wheel favoring tracks that sort of thing. Do you reckon that in the in the future, that's going to get more even, or more more uh, the gaps going to get get bit bigger between the wheel and the pad, that sort of thing. I I don't think it'll make any difference. To be quite fair, I think mm-hmm. it'll stay the same. I can't really see any difference between the wheel and pad in terms of like what the pace will be. But I mean, there'll probably still be some tracks like they'll be friendly towards the pad. Like Bahrain is, I know a track that's very friendly towards the pad. Or like a wheel track, and you're gonna have some of that. Like, like I mentioned, Jetta is a good example. Mm-hmm. Or Imola, I think Imola is a wheel track as well. To be quite fair, just because you've got so many fast corners and fast chicanes around Imola, you know that seems more wheel oh. dependent. I think, in I'm my opinion, that's... I'm a big fan of Imola on the pad. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I don't mind Imola. Maybe I, I don't mind so Imola. Good. <laughs> no, I, I like Emily too. It's just, I, yeah. it's just my opinion because of yeah, just yeah. how fast that track really is. 
No, that's all good. That's all good. Um, right. <laughs> What's next, Sean? Have you got anything that's uh, anything that you want to add about uh, just sort of grilling KD on more uh, on more league <laughs> racing, uh, league racing questions? Unfortunately, um, I'm on my depth now. <laughs> I'm on my depth now. I know, gosh. <laughs> After it was, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't even have a pad. I have a joystick, so yeah, I don't know how you guys get around. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's like I'm one of those old retro like, games. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember having like having one of them for um, for like PC games and stuff like that back in like the early 2000s oh, PC Mastery uh, <laughs> <laughs> well that was it yeah I got, then I got a Playstation 2 so then Playstation for life um, uh. but yeah anyway so we'll go on to we've, we've touched on that so unless unless well if you've got anything else you want to throw in about your league racing career then just just jump in but uh, if not we'll go on to um, the the real life Formula 1 of course we had um, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix um, which had its f- had a few issues, put it that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, what was your thoughts? To, uh, hopefully, did you watch the race, both of you? Hopefully, you did. Uh, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Did Sean? Yeah. Did you watch the race? Did you manage to catch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those sad people that actually stayed out till I think it was like two, three o'clock, uh, waiting for the drivers to come out there. Um, meeted on Friday night. Very unusual. Uh, that was. Um, um, before yeah, we well, turn. Well, We'll start on that if you want to, yeah, because I think obviously in in terms of the weekend, um, what happened on the practice sessions and that sort of thing on Friday, um, take it away Mm. then, Sean. Yeah, it was quite scary, wasn't it, really? Um, It was a supposed missile. Has that been confirmed yet? It was a missile, yeah. It was. At the Aramco facility. Gosh. Mm -hmm. And it was only, I I don't know the exact distance, but basically you can see the smoke from the circuit and that's way too close for me. Well, uh, personally, anyway, that's quite a scary thing. And... um, they carried on with the uh, the practice session with the Formula Two and practice two as well. Um, yeah, I'm. I was a bit. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go all political and stuff like that. But I was a bit dubious. Uh, dubious about going to Saudi Arabia anyway. I love the circuit. I mean, the circuit's fantastic to drive from a selfish point of view. But I feel that Saudi Arabia is a bit. Um, yeah, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I want uh, I want new countries in Formula One. I I love it when look Formula One goes to new uh, destinations. I think we went to uh, India a couple of years ago. That was a cracking circuit. Shame we didn't stay there. Uh, we've been to uh, Korea as well, haven't we? Um, a couple of years ago as well. Unfortunately, I didn't stay. But um, it's really good. It's really good to for Formula One to venture in these new countries. But I feel that Saudi Arabia potentially, yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions going on about Saudi Arabia's future, from what I've heard. But that was quite scary mm. to um, quite scary to see what was going on, and it was quite interesting to see the drivers taking a stand because all the team principals seemed to be happy with the event to carry on, but it was the drivers that seemed to be a bit dubious. What do you think about that, KD? Um, if I if I got that right, because I must admit I do get my information slightly wrong sometimes. My sources are not very good. No, you're correct on that. I mean, I. I was kind of shocked they were going to keep going with it, to be quite fair, because yeah. I, if, if I was them, I would have just called it right there, because, like, because if you know the history, the Houthi rebels, which uh, were the ones responsible for what happened on Friday, um, they have a history of uh, having a little uh, bit of conflict with Saudi Arabia, and they're backed by uh, the Iranians as well, so that makes the things even more uh, scary in a way, but I don't think they should have carried on. I was surprised they did, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Be- I, but I shouldn't have been surprised at that part because it's business because that's what F1 wants to do. Yeah, they get the money 
from the Middle East. It's driven by money, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's driven by the money. You follow the money. Not but the drivers. Anyway. The drivers don't drive it. The money drives it. The <laughs> money, the, it's the money that does. <laughs> yeah. As Lewis yeah, Hamilton so, said, cash is king. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, when Hamilton that's said that in Australia. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. No, I think that's, the, again, the reason why it's ended up there as well, because of the cash, of the money that's coming in because of it. That's also why they went to Qatar last year too, was because exactly, of that. As who's, paying, who's paying the biggest money to to host the event and obviously that's why that's why we've gone there is because they're paying money for it. Uh, they're paying money to uh, the FIA to to put themselves out there, to put, on, to put themselves on the calendar, that sort of thing. So um, that's why they've, they've gone there. Um, but I think, like I said, it is uh, uh, what you said, Sean, about the sort of uh, sort of concerns about it being an event uh, on the calendar for future seasons, I think has been highlighted, especially after this, this weekend where we've had that issue as well. Um, like I said, on the Friday, we, I think it was um, on the, in the, in the practice, at the time we were practicing, I think it was bronze practice one, obviously, because they did practice. Yeah, it was FP1. Um, it was during the day, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I remember if, I remember uh, Max Verstappen came on the radio and he was like, I can smell burning. Is there something wrong with the car? Um, and they were like, no, there's no problem. It's just oh, the oil facility here down the road's been blown up, um, like casually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I believe it was it was somewhere between sort of ten to twenty kilometres away from the circuit um, as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that just caused a lot more unease for maybe obviously for some reason not the team principals, um, uh, but for the drivers as well. Obviously, their their concern is um, obviously. They, well, they, their concern is their safety on the track anyway as well naturally um, because like I said they're, they're at the like I said earlier they're on the on the peak of their peak of their sort of uh, of the speed of the performance and that sort of thing and they're, and they're literally putting their lives on the line anyway so um, I think any, any sort of concerns especially with uh, with that sort of thing that whether if there's any risk of that sort of thing um, obviously there's some cases where you can't predict what's going to happen but with that sort of thing happening on Friday it just put into question whether the race should be held at all, really, on the on the Sunday. Um, so yeah, I think, like I said, on the Friday night, well, they they on the on the Friday on the Friday sort of evening for us, wasn't it? They did do the practice two anyway, yeah. um, and obviously the Formula Two Formula Two events and things like that on the Friday carried on as well. Um, and then there was the whole discussion, like I said, on on the Friday night that went literally over well, over into Saturday morning, really, didn't it? Um, from the Friday night into um, sort of two, until sort of two o'clock in the morning on on Saturday um, between the team principals and the drivers, sort of sort of side of things. Uh, Sean, you mentioned a bit more about it. Um, obviously, I think from my opinion, from what I've seen, sorry, rather the, the team principals, like I said, just started just to jump out. Um, a bit yeah. earlier, go to bed, um, and then left the drivers to to carry on. Um, I'm not quite sure yet what the details were on that one, but um, yeah, we've got any more any more information on that or why the team principals thought it wasn't an, it wasn't an issue really. I don't really know to be honest because if I was um, if I was Total Wolf and the amount of money I pay Hamilton and uh, Russell, I'll be very concerned about my assets. To be fair, 
That sounds very rude, doesn't it? Like call them assets because they are really yeah. human beings at the end of the day. But you know what Toto's like? <laughs> he's he's a he's a money driven man, isn't he? Um, but um, um, but um, I heard a very scary one from I think it was BBC Sport saying that um, if the race don't go ahead, then that they can't guarantee how long they'll stay in the country for, which is quite scary. Uh, put on me wrestling hat because uh, I think the WWE went to Saudi Arabia a couple of years ago and they had the same thing where they were stuck on. A, a runway inside Arabia for several hours or something like that. So yeah, there's been well, previous. So they physically won't be allowed to leave the country because they didn't race. I that's not exactly what they said, but that was what I interpreted from the BBC Sports statement. Did you see that, KD, about these statements? No, maybe I was no, just. No, I didn't dreamt, see that. Maybe I just dreamt it then. But um, they did say they God. couldn't. They couldn't guarantee like um, like if the if the, if the races go ahead, they couldn't guarantee. Um, how long it would take him to leave the country, which to me sounded a bit whoa. Um, that, would, that. Yeah. yeah, that That's would a, that would yeah. that would um, bring up a lot of red flags to me, and I'll be like, nope. <laughs> I'll see you later, guys. Yeah, so um, that was um, that was quite scary. That, I'm sure that was from a BBC source, so I'm sure, but I did see it on Twitter. So you know, I read all kinds of interesting stuff on Twitter. Everything on the internet is true. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? That's how I passed my college <laughs> degree. Just go on Wikipedia and copy paste it. Exactly. <laughs> Plagiarism didn't exist back then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know. I didn't see that as well. So if that no. is true, then that yeah, is very then... sort of scary as well. Just, it sounds like there. Um, maybe there was concerns about them leaving the country in terms of travelling because of. Yeah risk of attack as well but Maybe. Uh, yeah obviously though that either way if you're at risk of being attacked when you're leaving the country you're still at risk of being attacked when you're on the grid on sunday as well i suppose so uh, yeah I, I don't know what the sort of sense behind behind that was but um yeah hopefully that was um yeah just one of your dreams and not uh not a real real life sort of threat because that sounds yeah. yeah a bit over the top from uh from from that point of view, but um, yeah, I Take think it was a picture sort. <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> obviously, um, yeah, like I said, everything everything sort of after that sort of did calm down and it did mm. carry on. Uh, we had the qualifying on Saturday, of course, and then a certain Lewis Hamilton didn't do so well. Um, what were your thoughts? Are you are you what sort of? Who, well, let's 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 first clarify. Uh, <laughs> who who do you support or who do you who do you want to do well in Formula One? Which teams which teams do you like? Uh, sort of thing, KD, and then which drivers are your favourites uh, at the moment? Uh, I mean, you don't have to say Lewis Hamilton, by the way. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not a Lewis Hamilton fan, by the way. I mean, like, uh, I don't mind Lewis Hamilton. I just not. <laughs> I'm just not like yeah, yeah. a diehard no supporter of Lewis Hamilton. No, I was more well. Uh, just before before he retired, I was a fan of Kimi uh, Kimi Raikkonen. He was mm-hmm, one of my favorite. Who was definitely my favorite driver? Yeah, blow. Uh, but if you're <laughs> but no, if you want to talk about the current grid, uh, I like Max um, because he's very talented. I think a very talented mm-hmm. driver for sure. It's like if you get him in a car, he, he he'll just perform very well. And then of course I like Charles Leclerc as well. I mean, I'm not saying this because you know they're. Like at the top or whatever, I actually do think they're like really good drivers from what I've seen over the course of my time watching Formula One. So, yeah, yeah no, that's fair enough. No, they're, they're both, uh, like I said, both talented drivers as well. And it's, like I said, it's been good to see. Um, it's good to see both of them at the top, sort of, well, literally, sort of fighting for fighting for wins, that sort of thing between the two of them, and, and really just having somebody. Uh, having somebody there to battle Max Verstappen is uh, is quite nice um, because, like I said, we need somebody there. Otherwise, like I said, he would just drive off in the distance. Um, but um, 
but yeah, I think well, back back to sort of qualify, qualifying sort of things. Obviously, we lot we with the sort of big the big shock uh, in qualifying uh, was that obviously Lewis Hamilton didn't get through uh, from Q one. Um, Sean, you must have been devastated. Oh, it was over for me. I turned the TV off with the bed. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, it was, um, I think that was the first time we got, um, I think Crofty said that was the first time we got eliminated from qualifying generally on pace since Britain 2009, which was like, yeah, blimey. Was quite, that was, was my because days. Yeah, I think, like I said pre- well, previously, um, I think the previous, well, it was when, there was one incident, I think it was in, like I said, in 2009, but I think previously, all of them were just because of um, incidents, like bans yeah. or incidents or, or uh, yeah. penalties, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, um, like I said it was it was quite a bit, quite a bit of a shock. And but then we saw obviously later on in qualifying that like George Russell popped up in P six and, st- and P five, I think it was in the end anyway. So it, would you reckon it was just a sort of uh, change? They changed the setups a bit for both of the cars to see if anything made any difference from Bahrain because obviously they weren't. They weren't very competitive in Bahrain, but they still they still got in got into P three and P four by a bit of fortune as well. But um, yeah, they seem to be the car the car number five and six, and obviously for Hamilton it didn't didn't go that way on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Was, I remember he was saying that he was complaining about like the balance of the car. He wasn't very happy with it. So that probably was one of the big things. I'd say was just the setup. Mm-hmm. So probably he just wasn't too happy with it. Yeah, and um, fair enough. Yeah, and also with the, um, I think um, I think that both Mercedes are like trying out different things as well because it wasn't in Bahrain as well. Russell was uh, a bit behind the eight ball as well from Hamilton. He was a second behind, so I feel Mercedes are quite lost at the moment. They, Jim Russell's did mention about apparently ninety nine percent of Mercedes problems will be solved by getting rid of this bouncing or the P word, which I can't pronounce. So um, the poor posting. Is that it? Porpoise. 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 Gosh, I hate oh, big dear, words. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so they think that they think that they might be able to solve ninety nine percent of their problems with that, but it can't, it can't be all. It can't be all just down to that. I'm sure of it because uh, I think they got that car is very draggy as well. Um, they had quite a skinny rear wing on in uh, Saudi Arabia, didn't they? And they were still yeah, they, they weren't did. exactly quick, were they? So I don't think it's all down to. I think there's a very variation uh, variation of, car, of uh, problems there with the Mercedes. But I must admit, I do like the uh, side podless uh, Mercedes. It does look pretty sweet. There's, as Martin Brunel said, there's a supercar in there somewhere. But I think that they got to really unlock it. Yeah. Do you reckon mm-hmm. that'll be this season though, or do you reckon that's it? They're, they're already too far back already this season. No, they'll come back. They'll yeah. come back. I yeah. know they will, but I know they will be. Um, it, I heard there that they, they were going to develop the. I heard they were going to develop the floor. <laughs> I think they were for the before the. Uh, this is what we wanted to hear from you. Not not a Lewis Hamilton fan, and he's coming and said the Mercedes are going to be back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. a Toto fan. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that because over the years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no, that's 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 well, good to hear. Thank you very much for perhaps for, for saying that. That's what we wanted. Me and Sean needed that reassurance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, like I said, they've got some. Yeah, like you just touched on it. I think they've got some uh, upgrades coming for the flooring for Australia, of course, which is which is two weeks after Jeddah because they've got a bit of time difference to get over there, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so like I said, we've got two weeks before, so maybe some upgrades will come as well. 
we'll see. But um, yeah, did you know a bit more about the floor side of the floor situation for the Mercedes side of things for what they're bringing to the car? Because um, well, I've just seen it's yeah, just a bit of an upgrade that sort of thing. But I'm not quite. It was sure. just an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've heard. They'll probably tell more about uh, maybe Tech Talk for next yeah. weekend. Who knows? Get Ted on the All case. Right. Sean's <laughs> going to be taking vigorous notes. <laughs> on the technical side, it's just well above my yard. I can't do it. I, I just like fast cars. But then Ted Kravitz is my man for that. <laughs> no, I just understand that. <laughs> car goes through. Yeah, <laughs> car goes fast. I love so, it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, like I said, we'll see. Obviously, we've got a yeah, two-week break between the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and, and the Australia, which is going to be the third round. Is it third yes. round? Yes. Third oh, I, thought, round yeah. I thought we were already around round four. I got confused. Oh, no, it seems like we've gone so quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like having the Formula One one week apart. It's just something to do on the weekends too, isn't it? to to watch on the weekends. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we've got to wait a week now for uh, well, two weeks now for for the next one. But um, but yeah, in terms of the race in Saudi Arabia, what were your thoughts? Because like I so said, we had another well, from my point of view, we had another um, a race that well, race winner that was um, well, a race win that was stolen away from a driver thanks to a certain Nicholas Latifi. Uh, so uh, he seems to be uh, pretty keen on taking the race wins away. I'm sure Keza was very happy about what happened in that race. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never was a Checo fan. But uh, no, no, that safety car, that was heartbreaking to see. I mean, to see that uh, Checo got screwed by that. Because he definitely had the pace to win it, I think. But, yeah, yes. I mean... You like I said even after after qualifying when when you put it on pole position you thought well that's pretty decent from Checo because like I said we don't often see him on on the front row even sometimes with uh, with the likes of the Ferraris and the and the and well I say that but like I said we don't see him often on the front row with the likes of the Reb, like his rebel teammate and the Ferraris now as well uh, usually he's like. P3, P4, uh, maybe a bit further back, that sort of thing. So when he showed that pace in qualifying, I think it highlighted that he's probably got even better pace in the, for the race as well, uh, because usually he does it, he does it in the race, he performs in the race anyway, doesn't he? So, um, so yeah, like I said, it, it looked on for him at that point, and then obviously the safety car gets called out by um, by a certain Nicholas Latifi. Latifi, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. So, uh, and then of course the other drivers had already already made their pit stops and that sort of thing behind him, uh, like the likes of Leclerc, Verstappen as well, uh, and Sainz. So um, unfortunately, it sort of cost him a few a few positions, didn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on Latifi, Sean? He just keeps ruining people's races. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's such a hero. Um, <laughs> um, I must admit, when Latifi first came to F1, I wasn't very moved by him, to be fair. Uh, mainly because I've got this cardinal sin where I judge drivers from Formula 2. Um, like, for example, Landon Norris, I didn't think was going to be very good in F1. And look look what he's done. So um, he's been pretty good. Well, he's uh, been put back a few places now, thanks to McLaren. But... <laughs> I think he's regretting that four-year contract now as well. And especially with the uh, engine freeze. He's a bit... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember a drive to survive bit where um uh who who was it it was someone from mclaren when they when when signs signed the contract with ferrari he's like how how good is that contract looking now or something like that i forget what something like that it was said yeah. to survive and that was and all of a sudden i thought that's backfired immediately because <laughs> i was doing very well for ferrari <laughs> just a little bit yeah 
Well, Manet probably got an illegal engine anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, around uh, Singapore, I reckon it's going to be put back in its place, I reckon. That's usually what happened in 2019, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> sort of that, wasn't it? Because they lost all their pace after Singapore, didn't they, or something like that? I don't know. Oh, Maybe. yeah. That's true. Well, actually, no, they kept it a little bit in Japan, but in the US, I remember they lost it pretty much. Yeah, it's, um, it's when the FIA directive came out, wasn't it, or something like that? Whoops. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, Latifi's. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel that that's a I, I'm no disrespect to Latifi, but I think that's a seat wasted on Latifi. I think it should be someone else in that car, personally. Um, mm. I don't I don't want to attack the Canadians, but I feel the same for Lance Stroll as well. But having said that, we probably wouldn't have Aston Martin on the grid without Lance Stroll. So yin and yang, really, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely in in his case. Yeah, and I think probably to be fair for Latifi as well, some of that money is is keeping Williams going as well. It's in a sense yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> do you want to go down to eight teams on the grid? <laughs> no, be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Um, no, we should have more, but we know we've already covered that. <laughs> yeah, we've got little bits and pieces coming out. Um, well, like I said, we've got the Andretti team. The Andretti team, of course, um, nice American-based team. Um, what do you like? What do you think about your American-based teams? Then, well, we've got obviously the Andretti team was coming in two thousand twenty-four. Twenty-four, I think um, it is. Yeah, is yeah, that it is going. It, I think yes. it is confirmed yes. now for yes. on the grid. Yeah, so it'd be eleven oh teams if the teams are currently available. Uh, currently about, sorry, stay on as well. Um, oh, it that's fantastic! Now. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's no one day. So that's, you're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have two American teams. You're gonna have the Haas, obviously, um, uh, and then we have the Andretti team as well. Is going to be joining for 2024 as well. So next, well, not this season, not next season, the one after. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean. Are you a fan of your American teams? Like, uh, how have you thought Haas have been doing since they joined F1? I think, like I said, they had a great start and then it went uh, a bit downhill. But um, yeah, now it's uh, up again. Well, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, I would say, for Haas. That's for sure. Um, but no, I think right now, from where they are compared to where they were, let's say in 2021 and actually 2020, because that was a dreadful mm. year for Haas as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, they've they've gone through quite a bit in terms of financial issues and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm glad to see that they've actually been doing pretty pretty decently, actually. Especially now that they're Kevin Magnussen back too. I'm very very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I think everyone could agree with that. Really, not yeah, not just me, but um, yeah, no, uh, the car looks pretty decent. It looks like it's more of a. Um, I probably would say right now, if I had to judge, it's probably more of a midfield car, which is fair enough. Because mm-hmm. it, they're coming from a long way after, mm. like I mentioned, those dreadful years. But uh, I'm hoping that they can get a podium out of it too at some point. Um, I'm probably, if it does, I hope it's probably uh, K Mag. I love to see him back on the podium. And mm-hmm. I, of course, of course, uh, same story with Mick, uh, because Mick's another talented driver, I believe. So he's got yeah, potential. Good stuff. Yeah, like I said, we've got well, more points again for Saudi Arabia for the Haas as well. Uh, we saw Kim yeah. get across the line in P nine, I think it was. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, unfortunately Mick had a bit of a bit of a problem in uh, in the qualifying, didn't he? So um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, his car didn't make it to the race, unfortunately for him. Uh, but um, like I said, he's thankfully he's all right. Um, and like I said, 
the main thing is that he's all right. Um, and obviously they were getting back on the grid for Australia, of course. So, uh, yeah, so that's good good news at least um, is that he's uh, he's okay and he's going to be ready for the next one. But um, yeah, like I said, Magnussen doing a fantastic job coming back into F1, literally thrown in at the last minute as well because um, it was after it was after the. Spain testing, I think that they yeah. they actually got announced, wasn't it? So literally had about a week or so to prepare for the uh, Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, so yeah, done a fantastic job since he come back in. Obviously getting the points in both races so far. So hope it hope it continues because, like I said, it's nice to have uh, nice to have the Haas back sort of where it was originally, really. Because like I said, when they came in um, in the first season, they were sort of in the mid mid mid, mid points as well. To be fair, so um, so yeah, it's good to have uh, good to have those sort of teams where they've. I said the whole the whole season last season and probably like I said twenty twenty as well was just just scrapped basically because they were just developing for this new regulation. Um so yeah, they decided well there's no point in trying to bother with this car because it is gonna be bad. Um we're just gonna have to get to uh, get to where we can get to uh, for twenty twenty two and long may it continue because it's going really well for Haas and uh, I'm sure Gunter's very happy in the in the garage as well now so so uh yeah it's nice to uh, nice to see a happy Gunter so <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good stat by the way for Haas you know that's okay. the first time they've scored double points like in the two consecutive races since 2019 Monaco and Azerbaijan Oh, there you go. No, that's great to hear because like I said <laughs> I said they're back facts. on the up. Unfortunately, it's at the, uh, the cost of McLaren. It seems like because McLaren have gone back the other way. But uh, uh, sacrifices must be made. So, <laughs> although, so, to, to be fair, so, to be fair someone must have put in the someone someone must have put in the 2015 Honda engine or something. It's all the engine. It's McLaren engine. Yeah. <laughs> they got the wrong. That's it. They just got the wrong engine mixed up, and they just they just put in the wrong engine. That's all. Uh, what does it say, Honda? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this. I don't know. Why is my yeah. car so slow now? <laughs> GP2 engine, GP2. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, well, to be fair, McLaren, well, Norris got points in the uh, in the end for um, for McLaren at Saudi Arabia as well, which is good to see. So they mm. did. They have made some improvements, well, massive improvements, to be fair, because obviously they were running what P18, P20 in Bahrain. Mm. Um, absolutely yeah. nowhere near the rest of the grid um, in, mo- in the most case especially compared to where they were previous season or pre- the previous season as well so um, yeah like I said to be able to make those gains um, in in just one week uh, in Saudi Arabia um, then yeah good stuff from them to be fair like I said unfortunately not for Ricardo, but um, for uh, for Norris as well at least to get you on the board so that's good stuff um, and yeah so that's pretty much it for the Saudi Arabian sort of recap. I mean, uh, like I said, there's it was it was quite an inter- it was an interesting race to watch. To be fair, I think like I said, there was there was a lot of uh, action going on, especially for the lead of the race between Leclerc and Verstappen. And I think the battling was was incredible. To be fair, it was much better than what we saw in Saudi Arabia last season, for example. Uh, um, uh, we don't want to talk about those two idiots that, <laughs> that collided with each other a few times last year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, I think well, I think uh, right. Leclerc's Leclerc's got a lot of respect for Verstappen. Um, I think, well, I think they both have a bit more respect for each other rather than um, rather than the two two pair the pair of them last season. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think like I said they they have a lot more respect for each other, but there is still a, a sort of rivalry. Obviously, there's a rivalry there, but there's still a, a sort of extra rivalry behind the scenes sort of thing as well. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I would expect if it keep, if it carries on as close as it is this this season so far, I think that might start to unravel a little bit, and we'll see 
a few more problems start to happen later on in races and things like that as well, as we saw last season as well. So yeah, I wouldn't rule it, I wouldn't rule it out. Put it that way. So, <laughs> but yeah, but hey, at least it. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised how good the racing was, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like you mentioned, the bell between Leclerc and Stappen was amazing. Uh, there was some the the track actually wasn't too bad as it was uh, last yeah. year. Like in terms of the racing in general, even though uh, tracks developed by Herman, uh, well, it was developed a little bit by Herman Tilka, but it's still more by his son. And uh, I've been a big critic about. Tilka in terms of how he develops F1 tracks as well. I think you everyone else could agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the track is a bit interesting because it looks like a bended, well, I don't know, even a bended knife or a bended sport, sport. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> sport. KFC <laughs> <laughs> <AFC> sport. <laughs> you know what's on my mind now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so, no, but, but no, it was interesting. No, I said that. I think uh, I said uh, actually I think I, you touched on it earlier as well. The, the track layout is a it is a good track. It's a really nice, fast, really fast paced, really entertaining track. It does provide incidents, but it also provides good clean racing as well, and good fast racing as well. Which literally the DRS, especially the DRS uh, in sector three at the end. Um, so like I said, it's it is that's a great layout. If they just picked it up and put it in a different country that didn't have so many problems, then it would be fantastic. Um, so come and bring it, just copy and paste it and bring it somewhere else. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think, um, like I said, it does, it provides entertaining racing, definitely, like you said. So, and we saw that on the, on the Sunday as well on the weekend. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully uh, they sort their issues out and then we can, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully they can sort their issues out as a country, and then we can carry on racing there, a lovely, peaceful, fantastic place. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that develops and what the FIA want to do with that as well, because um, obviously, like I said, the money talks. So uh, yeah, that's that really. But um, we've got obviously, um, well, we'll, we've got two races coming up. We've got um, well, we've got Austria coming up. Uh, in HDE, uh, we've sort of touched on that as well. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, um, we'll come back to that as well. But then in terms of Australia, which is the F1 uh, track, which is coming up on the, well, in two weeks' time, well, one and a half or so weeks' time, roughly uh, one week's time from now, um, depending on when this comes out. <laughs> so uh, I just tried, tried to cover all the bases. There was a half, one and a half weeks, one week, uh, two days tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> sometime it will come out. Sometime Australia will be on next year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully Australia will be back on the calendar next year as well. So, um, but yeah, like I said, well, speaking of that, we've got well, Australia is coming up in, in uh, Formula One, of course. So, um, so we obviously have um, we have quite a few uh, quite a few sort of excited uh, excited uh, fans, myself included. Um, obviously, having Australia back on the calendar as well. Well, it was on the calendar, I think, originally in 2020 as well. Um, and was it 2021? I don't think it was yeah. 2021. Uh, um, it was, but then they uh, switched it to Qatar. Yeah, so like I said, what it, it, it had been planned to be on the calendar, but of course with the COVID situation with the pandemic, then it was uh, well they cancelled it. Basically, they decided they didn't want to host it, uh, which is fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be good to go back racing around Australia, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on the track? Uh, watching it as an F1 fan, and then also sort of racing on it as well. Mm, uh, mixed views about Australia. I mean, it's not a bad track, but uh, to watch at least for an F1 race it doesn't provide it like 
like the greatest racing I'd say over the past couple of years. But the the game, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I don't like it. It's one of my worst tracks in the game. Um, <laughs> I hate, I, I hate, I hate the curves there. Especially, I hate turns eleven and twelve, which is that fast chicane at the end of the yep. middle sector, which is dreadful. I feel like they've ruined that in twenty twenty one compared to like what they did in twenty twenty, where you can just glide over those curves easily. Um, especially the exit curve at the exit of twelve. And mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, there is some overtaking that can be done. I mean, turn three is definitely a good spot. Turn thirteen is another good one, but uh, there isn't really too many. If I could be completely honest, in terms of overtaking opportunities, yeah, that's the other two like hotbeds of it. Mm-hmm. Sean, what's your thoughts on Australia then as a as a track as well? Same same question. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I um, I just really, <laughs> I don't know why. I just really enjoy Australia for some reason. I enjoy the track. Yeah, Turn Twelve could be a bit of a menace, but uh, you know, <laughs> all all corners are a menace in my world, so I can't say much about that. Um, <laughs> I'm not uh, limited to one corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every single corner on the calendar, I can find a way to crash, uh, but. Um, <laughs> 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 but um, uh, to watch it, I do love watching the uh, Grand Prix in Australia as well. Uh, I think I have a soft spot for Australia though, because um, yeah, I think I think it's the first race I ever watched, so mm. properly watched. So I think that that's yeah. why I've got a soft spot. Okay, exactly that. I think the nostalgia of it, obviously, pre- previously it being the first race of the season as well, and the sort of build up to the whole season and everything, then sort of culminating in that one first race in Australia, uh, Melbourne as well. Or, previously in uh, was in Adelaide as well wasn't it it was in um, Adelaide I think yeah, yeah. so um, yeah I think bring like that said, back the build... yeah exactly there's <laughs> another track another track that we should bring back uh, definitely yeah um, but yeah I think um, like I said having ha- having the Australian races the first race of the season I think um, obviously was what, what we saw well the majority of us I think probably us three definitely sort of grew up being used to anyway sort of watching f1 as well um and then obviously since um since the last couple of years or so recently it's it's had to be moved uh well had to be cancelled in some cases as well but um been moved on switch with bahrain as well but uh, you never know hopefully we're back sort of first race of the season monday um yeah my my like i said i think i'm in between both of you as well in terms of what the what my thoughts are about racing it i think it's i think it's actually a, a really good track uh to race on um, I think there's a few challenges for it, uh, like Katie's touched on as well. But um, and I think it does sort of limit overtaking in some situations as well, especially if it's in the wet as well. It's pretty much uh, just just following the following the train sort of thing through. Um, but in terms of real life racing, I think especially it being early on in the calendar as well, I think there's quite a lot of things that have gone wrong at Australia because of reliability issues, that sort of stuff, where teams haven't had that time to develop the car properly and i think we'll probably see a few issues again still in australia being being round three anyway um but yeah i think usually it's just thrown up like so we saw remember the Haas team where they had the pit stop failures or problems um in that in that uh, australian grand prix i think it was 20 2019 as well wasn't it so, no uh, uh 20, well, 2018 as well 2018 yeah. wasn't it yeah double yeah, whammy so, yeah double whammy that was yeah definitely um Grosjean and, Mag- and Magnussen uh, but hopefully it doesn't happen for him next weekend <laughs> so um yeah we'll see uh but yeah so like I said I think it, it throws up a few few different a few sort of reliability issues a few sort of problems like I said with, like I said with the with the bits of that sort of stuff um but then some good racing as well some entertaining races as well at the same time so 
fingers crossed we'll see another one in in uh, in a week's week week or so's time in Australia. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to uh, keep you posted on that one. Of course, we'll do some uh, do some follow up in the meantime on that one. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another podcast out in be- in between that. So before then, we'll um, we'll do a bit more with some news and some some uh, some some run up to uh, to the Australian Grand Prix as well. But um, yeah, unless anybody's got anything else to uh, to throw into the throw into the podcast, then uh, we'll we'll call it there. I think I do. Oh, Sean's got something. Never mind. Carry on. Keep keep it rolling. <laughs> um, I got a question for KD. Um, are you um, are you very patriotic? And do you have a driver like from your own country that you really want to like do well? Do you follow anyone like coming up the like junior ranks? Like um, I'm trying to think who's. Um, who's like from your side of the pond that's like really like on the on the up and up i think it's now logan sergeant the logan out. sergeant he's an f2 he's for he, uh he's racing for carlin he's also he's the re- williams academy as well uh do you um do you follow any like um are you very patriotic do you get like really behind your country's drivers like i think the last american in f1 was um alex rossi or something like that so there doesn't mean that they yeah, come along. Rossi when he was in marussia in 2015 <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, um not sport for choice <laughs> oh i mean of course i'm all if if logan Sargent somehow gets an f1 i'll definitely root for him for sure because i mean he's an american and yeah. we're well we're both americans so why why not you know mm-hmm. And plus, I think he's a good driver as well. He seems like a very nice guy too, as well. So. Yeah, and unusual those in those F two paddock. Is there anyone else that um, that you like look at like, oh, he's amazing, like from F three or any of the ju- other junior categories? I must admit, I can't think of anyone at the moment, really, apart from Logan Sargent. Is there anyone you got your eye on at the moment that may make it into F one? Uh, you mean just in general, or like? Uh... No, just uh, just in general, like uh, if you've got like a f- yeah. if you've got like a favorite from below the league, uh, below the league. Gosh, I'm in HD. I, I have to follow more from F3 because I know. Um, I think the one I can think of from F3 is uh, Arthur Leclerc. That's Charles Leclerc's yeah. little brother. Yeah, I like Arthur. He's pretty cool. Um, as far as F2, uh, uh, I do like Felipe Djokovic. He's one of the drivers I definitely do like. Um, he seems like a very talented driver too. So maybe him, probably. No helmets. You like them helmets? No I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like I like him. I like Liam Lawson. He's he's another good driver as well. From I think Liam's uh, he's a Ferrari Academy driver, isn't he? I um, think he Liam Lawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he is. There's a, there's a lot of academy. There's, like, even, there's I get mixed up between Red Bull and Ferrari at the moment. It's got it's like really like one of them's loads not of red and one of them's red. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> gosh, you're brutal to me tonight. <laughs> Gotta flip me wounds after this. <laughs> actually, no, I think I said, no, wait, I think KFC. Liam's. Uh, actually, no, I think Liam's a uh, Red Bull academy. Yes. But anyway, yeah. But anyway, uh, no, I like to see him in F1. I he's another driver I do like. As well, but of course, it's very difficult to get in those sort of teams. Well, if you're gonna, if you're if gonna you be, sign them up to Andretti team, then the Andretti F1 team, and then you've got, then you've got them all sorted. So that'll be good. Depends on the power <laughs> unit too. But we probably get. I'm probably gonna assume it now, but I'm probably gonna say Andretti's better gonna go Ferrari. I, I think. Yeah. Copy the Haas model. That's what yeah, I do. Cop- it yeah, worked. It worked for them in the first season as well. So yeah, that's probably where they're gonna go. I think. But um, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Hmm. So yeah. 
Well, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of confirmation there. Sean's done. So, I am done. <laughs> no well, um, we'll cap it. We'll cap it off there. But so uh, yeah, thanks very much for joining us, KD. It's been uh, been a pleasure to have you on uh, on the podcast as well. You know, good to good to have a chat and, uh, no, and sort of get to know yourself and uh, and a bit more and talk about the F1 sort of situation with you as well. Um, uh, thanks very much for everybody who's been watching and for tuning in as well. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll hopefully catch you next week. See you later. Ciao for now. Bye.